1: Rick Dayton on the radio at 2.36, and we have an opportunity to be visited now on the Disk Institute of Pittsburgh Newsline by Dr. Lindsay Sabic. Dr. Sabic is not only an associate professor, but also is vice chair for research at the University of Pittsburgh School of Public Health in the Department of Health Policy and Management, and also she is at UPMC Hillman Cancer Center And the director of the work group on cancer health services research at Pitt Health Policy Institute. Um, Lindsay, I guess my first question is if you have a business card, it must be like the size of a poster that you're presenting at a meeting, right? I mean, to get all of those titles on there, how do you ever fit it in your purse or your wallet? I I can't imagine the business card isn't bigger than it's got to be like three feet by five feet.
0: Um, yeah, Rick, I think uh, I definitely do not have a business card with all of those details I'm sure. on them, but I'm like I, sure. I, uh, I think it, it just highlights all the, the great groups and people I get to work with here at Pitt in right. doing uh, research that spans a lot of different areas.
1: The latest publication that has come out that you were a, a part and parcel of came from JCO Oncology Practice and it's looking at health policy scientists, University of Pittsburgh School of Public Health, and it's looking at patients who are being treated for cancer in rural areas. And it is comparing them and sort of wondering, are they better off to go to hospitals that do more procedures like what they need, or should they stay maybe a little closer to home, even though it's a hospital that does a lower volume of those particular procedures? What was it, first of all, Dr. Sabic, that that got you interested in looking at this type of research, this question itself?
0: Yeah, Rick, they're really... Two big picture things that got me interested in this personally. First, I have to say, even though I live here in Pittsburgh, I have a lot of friends and family in different areas of central PA, uh, western PA, who are in more rural regions and face these issues about where to go for care and the implications for their lives. Uh, But I'm also part of a research group here at Pitt that's really interested in understanding how policy can support access to high quality cancer care, including for patients in more rural areas. And we know there's been a lot of evidence showing that on average, these higher volume hospitals that do more surgeries have better outcomes for patients, you know, fewer complications, uh, shorter lengths of stay, lower mortality. But there have been recent policies to try to steer patients to these hospitals. And we're not sure that's always going to be in the best interest of every patient or that it's totally straightforward to implement.
1: We have talked at length here on this program about the rural hospitals that have been closing across the country. So, even if they have not closed, have they lost either more experienced or more talented surgeons to? higher population, higher volume hospitals? I mean, has, has that been just like everything else in the workforce, that you we need people and we'll go anywhere to get those people? And if that means going to a rural area to find a surgeon who is incredibly talented, they're going to have a harder time staying in a rural area than maybe in a high-volume hospital. Is that the case in medicine too?
0: Yeah, I think you are hitting on a lot of really – important and complex issues. So, you know, as you point out, across healthcare nationwide, everywhere, rural and urban, recruiting and retaining healthcare providers is has been a major issue over recent years. And I do think that rural providers, whether it's around, you know, recruitment and retention of doctors and nurses, or thinking about how to provide the best services to their populations, you know, all of the issues that affect all healthcare providers seem to just be even more extreme in rural areas. Um, So I will say that I think it's complex and there are some rural providers in Pennsylvania and nationwide that are doing really well, that are really investing in programs and the ability to provide care locally and are really focused on retaining, uh, you know, doctors and nurses who can provide that care, but it is a struggle and it's something that um, I think is particularly acute for these rural
1: hospitals. How much of a factor is it in terms of a patient's ability to recover? If they are closer to home and have family there who can come visit them in the hospital, as opposed to if they go from, say, Meadville, Pennsylvania, to here in Pittsburgh, and don't get a chance to see. I mean, isn't that a factor sometimes, too, in terms of recovery?
0: Yes, yeah, definitely. So I think our our study, in this instance, didn't get into all of that nuance, but right. those are areas that we are working in future research to try and dig into more. Um, there's certainly previous research you know, from others beyond our group that has shown that Patients do consider all of these factors, as we would expect. It's not just about where is the most experienced surgeon. It's about what are the costs to me? What is the travel time? Where am I going to stay? Who's going to be there to support me? Mm -hmm. Um, So, and all of those are real considerations that people have to take into account when deciding where to get care. And I think your point that, you know, recovery is a big part of this, that you can travel somewhere for surgery. But once you're discharged and if you travel home, um, then any follow-up care might need to be coordinated Mm -hmm. with providers at a different site. And if you're not traveling home right away, yeah, like you said, you don't have access to those support networks that are so important um, during that critical
1: time. Dr. Lindsay Sabeck joining us here on KDK. What about the issue of insurance and reimbursement and or coverage? Meaning, is an insurance provider going to say, "Uh, you know, I'd really rather you have this procedure. It's a complex cancer surgery, and we think you'd be better off going to this particular hospital as opposed to the rural hospital, the community hospital where you live. Is there steering going on from the insurance providers?
0: So... Every insurance provider is different, and we didn't specifically look at insurance here, but that's certainly one of the implications that we discussed in the paper and that we're interested in. There are examples from other states and from some insurance plans where they have set those limits, where they have said, you will only pay for the surgery if you go to one of these specific hospitals that meet some minimum number. And I think you know that's well-intentioned because they are looking at this evidence that says all else equal on average people do better when they go to those hospitals but we're just concerned that that doesn't take into account all of these other patient level factors these you know personal family cost considerations it also doesn't take into account the fact that it can be hard to set a cutoff. you have to decide what counts as high volume and you've Mm -hmm. got your really big centers you know, for example, in Pittsburgh or Philadelphia, and then you're really remote rural hospitals that don't have any surgeons. But there are a lot of hospitals in the middle that might be qualified as high volume under some cutoff, but not under others. So there's just a huge amount of gray area here that really has to be grappled with.
1: Before I let you go, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you to sort of highlight the lead author on this is a postdoctoral fellow a researcher at Pitt Public Health. How important is it that you are able to work with the next generation of scientists and of researchers to help them understand how research is done and the significance of it? And, and, and talk a little bit about what she's done, too.
0: Yes. Thank you so much, um, Rick. I, I did want to highlight her work. This was an analysis led by Halei Ramia McCall,
1: a postdoctoral
0: associate with our group who did her PhD in health policy at Penn State and then came and joined us here at Pitt. Um, and she's been focused on understanding uh, some of these big picture questions around how you balance you know, patient needs and policy, how policy informs what patients experience of the healthcare system is and trying to use big data to look at those important questions
1: yeah it's a tremendous tremendous amount of work to get to the point and then to find out that it's been published so congratulations to you and all the others who have worked on this because it's not just one or two people these are very very large sets of data that you're talking about you know patients who were dealing with cancer between 2017 and 2020 that's a huge number, and that's a lot of, uh, of data to try to assimilate and put together and figure out what it all means. Doctor, thank you very, very much for being here on KDK and sharing the important work that you're doing. Again, policies that favor high-volume hospitals is at a disadvantage to rural cancer patients is the work that you've been working on. Thank you for your time.
0: Thanks so much, Rick.
1: Yep, yeah, really, really good stuff from Dr. Lindsay Sabic joining us here on KDKA.